0: We hear about electric vehicles and hybrid vehicles and how they're a big part of this uh, transition off of fossil fuels, right? And certainly the potential is there, obviously. If you're using electric engines, you're you're not using nearly as much um, fossil fuel. There's there's no arguing with that. But are they doing everything that they are cracked up to do right now? No, is the short answer. Um, They produce far more emissions Um, and carbon dioxide in the real world than we're told they do based upon lab tests. Um, So we're going to get into that a little bit right now. Joining us, we have Dr. Patrick Plotz, who is coordinator of Business Unit Energy Economy with the Fraunhofer Institute for Systems and Innovation Research. Uh, Doctor, thank you for taking some time with us today. I appreciate it.
1: Hello, good morning.
0: Yeah, uh, you guys uh, finally did something that i think a lot of people have been wondering because we everything we hear about the hybrid vehicles and the electric vehicles and things like that is based largely on um potential in labs right you actually sat down and took the re- a look at the real world data
1: yeah that's true we uh, actually took the time to collect a lot of real world data from existing studies but we also collected a bit of our own data and uh, in total we were able to analyze more than one hundred thousand of these plug-in hybrid electric vehicles
0: And these are vehicles that are in our country of Canada, China, Germany, the Netherlands, Norway, all around the world. So it's a pretty broad spectrum that you're looking at. What did you find in terms of actual emissions in the real world with these vehicles?
1: Yeah, so one of the basic outcomes is that uh, these vehicles, they do have the potential to drive a lot on electricity, and some vehicles actually do, but the vast majority of those vehicles uses more conventional fuel than one would actually expect them to use from laboratory tests. And uh, one of the main reasons uh, that we could identify was that people do not charge these vehicles as often as as one would think.
0: Yeah, so the potential there, if people were charging them more and using more of the electric components of the vehicle, it could do far better than it is, but people just aren't. Is that the takeaway? Yeah, basically that's the main takeaway. Why not? Why aren't? Is it just? Be, is it a convenience issue at this point?
1: uh well, maybe not so much convenience. I think there are some users that uh, do not have easy access to electricity yeah. in a garage at home, but I think that's only a, a minor share of the people. Um, no. One of the reason is that uh, people take more long-distance trips than one would expect. So initially you would think uh, people have a daily commute, they drive more or less the same distance every day, and they return home every night, and then they would plug in their vehicle. But it turns out uh, people do a bit more of long-distance trips uh, away from home, visiting friends or family, and then they would not recharge their and um there's a special group of users which is uh particularly relevant in Europe uh which are company car users so the vehicle actually belongs to the company but they're allowed to use it uh, for business but also for private purposes and uh they usually uh get to refuel with conventional fuel for free but uh many of them would have to pay for electricity themselves at home. And uh, especially for the latter group, it's very easy to understand that they do not recharge as much as home as you would want them to. Sure.
0: Yeah, it makes sense, right? Um, so no, we're not saying um, that this is a, a failed experiment by any means. The potential is certainly there, and these can be used in a much more efficient manner. It's just we need to do some things to make that happen more commonly.
1: Yes, exactly. And we uh, identified a a wide range of policy options to convince people to charge more frequently or to drive on electricity uh, more frequently. And uh, one obvious measure is um, to make charging options widely available, both at homes and at workplaces and in public. Uh, second thing would be to make it as cheap as possible, because um, if electricity is cheap, uh, it makes a lot of economic sense to drive as much as possible on electricity. And um, <clears throat> a third very simple option is to make car manufacturers buy those vehicles with longer electric ranges. So mm. some of the models have uh, rather limited electric ranges of, let's say, 30 to 40 kilometers, or around 20 miles. And uh, obviously, the longer the electric range, uh, the more they would also drive on electricity.
0: Now, Doctor, as far as I know, and the hybrids I've seen in this part of the world anyway, primarily don't plug in. They they have an electric component that's charged as you drive. Um, So when we're talking about the differences in these kinds of vehicles, there are hybrids that are actually, you can plug them in as well as... um not just have them charge as you're driving. Is that more common in Europe, or am I missing something?
1: Uh, I'm, well, it, maybe it's a bit more common in Europe. But um, but you're right. There there are the both kinds of vehicles. They are both called hybrids. There's the. Right. The, the so-called mild hybrids, where the prime example is the Toyota Prius, which cannot be plugged in. Right. And uh, there's, there's a second group, and, and the Toyota Prius would not be called an electric vehicle, strictly speaking, because um, for real conventional fuel savings, you need a vehicle with a somewhat bigger battery that can be directly recharged over the grid. And um, of those actual electric vehicles... Uh, which can be plugged in uh, there are these two kinds one which only have a battery and electric motor and the second group which have a uh, somewhat smaller battery an electric motor and an additional combustion engine Right. So, and, and the latter group they are called plug-in hybrids because they are a hybrid but they can also be plugged in
0: do, does any one of those perform better than the others? I mean, we we know that, you know, in terms of distance and things like that, the completely electric plug-in and recharge ones are, you know, especially in our country, which is so spread out. It's very difficult. Um, the hybrid one seems to be... Uh, the possibilities seem to be a little bit better there. Do I have that right?
1: Um, yeah, so they... I mean, the hybrids, which cannot be plugged in, they save a bit of of, of energy and they save a bit of fuel. But their savings potential is quite limited because they can only drive uh, very short distances on electricity. But those that can be plugged in, they they have a serious potential to really save uh, conventional fuel and also save greenhouse gas emissions.
0: Interesting information, Doctor. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is Dr. Patrick Plotz, the coordinator of Business Unit Energy Economy with the Franhofer Institute for Systems and Innovation Research.